Hello all, welcome to the Lunar Sea Spire Steven Universe Fan Podcast. This is episode 95, and today I'm going to be talking about the previews for the Steven Summer Adventures. I'm GC13. So, we're getting the rest of the abbreviated season. If you don't recall, the epi- the seasons were cut down from 52 episodes to just 26 but it's uh, still a lot of episodes, 20 or 21 episodes that they're going to be airing in just four weeks. So it's like four Steven Bombs in a row that we're getting. So pretty exciting. Probably going to talk about it some more next week. But this week, since it's just me, I really wanted to talk about especially one of the previews. And I think you all know which one. But um, I guess first I should just mention the commercial they've been airing to you know, advertise the Summer Adventures special event. I I think it's nice, especially seeing Lapis pulling on the cord for the horn on the boat. That's that's, that's the kind of Lapis I want to see. Also, of course, seeing Peridot interact just, you know, with Beach City stuff rather than magical stuff or Fate of the World stuff. I've said it before, I'll say it again. When I became a fan of the series... You had uh, you had your magical adventures, but you had your you know down down to earth beach city adventures too. All pretty much always with the magical twist, but still beach city. So any any time we're coming back to the town, gonna make me happy. So I'm really liking the lineup we're seeing. I'm liking the stuff they're showing in the commercial, especially because well, also Stevani's in that in that commercial. So. And we, Hunter and I just talked about Alone Together, and Hunter wanted to see more Stevani. I am certain he's happy to be seeing Stevani in that commercial. You can take that one to the bank. Wearing Connie's father's jacket, uh, interestingly enough, I think I think it's a good look for Stevani. I, I think they should, uh, I think they should do that some more. But the the main event is the pair of promos that Cartoon Network released via Entertainment Weekly. I guess the first one I should talk about is the one that I have a little bit less to say about. The preview for Mr. Greg with a wonderful, wonderful song and dance number featuring a bunch of very helpful staff, as well as Stephen Greg and, of course, Pearl. I've seen a lot of fan art of Pearl and the rest of the Crystal Gems wearing tuxedos. This is why I think Pearl is fantastic in a tuxedo, of course. Greg and Steven, dapper, just so dapper in their tuxes. So I think it's a great look for the whole team. They should make it the new Crystal Gem uniform, as far as I'm concerned. Speaking of concerns, however, I, I don't know. Steven Universe usually likes to subvert cliches and stuff, but just watching this clip is enough to make me worry, because you've seen you know, the episodes where a character comes into sudden money so many times by the end of the episode, they're going to be flat broke again. And, you know, I don't want that for Greg. However, he got this money. And, you know, I do like the leading fan theory that he finally got that inheritance from his uncle that he'd been wanting. But Greg deserves a break. So I'm hoping that whatever happens in Mr. Greg, that there is some kind of magical twist to interfere before Greg can go too crazy. You know, dropping $100 bills and breaking tables on purpose just to show that he can afford it. You know, that really does make me worry. 
that they're playing to that old cliche. And again, I just want to interrupt the cliche before it can happen. I want Greg to end the episode filthy stinking rich still, though he's already driven his van into our hearts. He doesn't have to keep sleeping in it night after night after night just to prove a point. You know, Greg, Greg deserves nice things. He is a great character, great father, great musician, and a great man. But the 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 big the big preview that I wanted to talk about, and I'm sure the one everybody is super excited about, is for the Bismuth two-parter. Now, you know, everybody, as soon as we saw the gem in Lion's Mane, uh, fans quickly pointed out and agreed that, yeah, that really looks like Bismuth. And here, here we have a character who we know is named Bismuth, who has what seems to be the same gem from Lion's Mane, so this is probably her. Uh, we we haven't really seen very many duplicates. The only gems I can recall us ever seeing straight-up duplicates for are the rubies in the flashback that Garnet told to Stephen in The Answer. You know, we've seen more rubies in, you know, quote-unquote, the flesh in Hit the Diamond, but they were all very differentiated at that point. And although Bismuth doesn't quite look like the gem that poofed Lapis in her flashback in Same Old World, it's kind of a stylized flashback, and, you know, that's the only... I guess technically we've seen other Jaspers in that flashback as well, but, again, kind of stylized. The rubies, as I said, are the only gems we've seen duplicated in the flesh, and they, they all look different. So this is just a long-winded way of me trying to say that I think this is the only Bismuth that we're going to see on the show for a while. I think it's her. But we know from the clip that she was a crystal gem, but Rose left her bubbled for, we find, 5,300 years. Now, the rebellion started 5,500 years ago and lasted 1,000 years, so the Strawberry Battlefield... You know, that ba- the battle took place there 200 years into the rebellion, so, like I thought, yeah, that's the, that's the start when things got big time. So Bismuth was a casualty pretty much right at the start of the war. And so if she is the Bismuth that knocked Lapis out, there, there must have been lower-level skirmishing before the big battle. I wonder if we'll ever get any more proper flashbacks to let us know how the war took place, because I would have figured that they would have took the Galaxy Warp after crushing the homeworld's army in that big initial battle, but again, that galaxy warp was there for the end of the war, so shows what I know about military strategy. I guess that's why Rose is in charge. She knows these things. But again, why why is Bismuth left in a bubble? You know, if the, if the Strawberry Battlefield, or if that battle took place towards the end of the war, it would make a little bit more sense, because then we could Maybe say maybe Rose knew that Bismuth wouldn't respond well to peace, and so she just had to keep her on ice in the bubble. Or maybe, you know, Bismuth mentioned wanting to see some of her friends again. And, you know, maybe after the bombardment, you know, Rose Rose knew that, you know, she didn't want to bring Bismuth back without first fixing her friends, and so she left Bismuth until she could fix the problem. You know, in this hypothetical situation, Bismuth is poofed, and then the bombardment starts coming, so Rose protects her by bubbling her, and then 
again, is never able to bring... She just doesn't have the heart to bring her back and let her know that her friends are essentially gone, or at least there, but just out of reach. Talking about Bismuth's character, I don't know, I don't know if she reminded any of you, but she reminded me a lot of Barb right off the bat. Obviously, Bismuth is being more serious than we've seen Barb being, but you still have the, the big, gentle giant, or, you know, kind of gentle giant kind of archetype that Barb seems to do. Although Bismuth is, of course, a warrior, not a mail carrier. So how gentle is Bismuth really? She's at least gentle to her friends. I mean, she, she can't stand seeing Pearl cry. And I think she is kind of hurt knowing that her buddies are gone. The other big concern with Bismuth, though, is that she is credited as having a guest star voice actress, which is quite clearly saying that, you know, that voice actress isn't going to be around for very long. Where is Bismuth going to be at the end of this two-parter? Uh, we, we can make some guesses, but, you know, the clip's only a minute long. I'm not sure how good our guesses really are, but, you know, I, I'm all about speculation, so I have to at least try. One idea is maybe she goes back into a bubble, you know, again. She's like, wake me up when my friends are back. You know, there's no pressure, right? They don't really need her to run around punching gems of varying loyalties in the back anymore. Um, again, that, that would that is really reliant on a specific reason for why Rose left her bubbled, and I think once we find out, or if we find out why she was bubbled, we might not find out until we know what happens to Bismuth, that eh, it'll make figuring stuff out easier, but we're not going to be able to, we're not going to have time. Of course, there's also always the possibility, you know, Lapis and Peridot are hanging out at the barn. Now, I don't think Bismuth's going to join them at the barn, but she might go off on her own lonely quest for justice. You know, go out and find her friends, bring them back, you know. You know, it has to be her. She doesn't, she doesn't want anyone else to have to carry that burden. That, that would make a lot of sense for for where Bismuth would end up at the end of the episode. She'd still be around, but they don't have to bring back a big-money voice actress very often to, to voice her. Now, I know, I know this next one is a long shot, but I'm, I'm crossing my fingers. I'm really hoping for it, but what if she joins Beach City Underground Wrestling? Now, think about it. Amethyst, you know, the Purple Puma has apparently effectively retired as of, you know, his victory winning the tag team belts, and Tiger Millionaire, of course, retired with him. So we need we need a new gem-powered champ to really amp it up in the Beach City Underground circuit. Bismuth, I think, could be that gem-powered wrestler. Now, I haven't, I haven't sat down and thought about what any of her wrestling names could be, but I'm sure Steven and Amethyst could help her out. It would be great. Just think about it. Now, again... It's a long shot, but dream the dream. Now, of course, I can't, I can't let the preview for Bismuth go by without mentioning, yes, Amethyst had a white shirt on in that, in that episode. Does she get poofed at some point, or did she just change her outfit? Maybe, hmm. I mean, I can see, hey, if we're going to unbubble Bismuth, then you might want to change your outfit. I don't know, but 
Did she get poofed? Who knows? We'll find out. We haven't seen the episode titles for very much yet. We've seen the first week's episode titles come up, and they all look like nice little beach city adventures. But we might get something heavy before Bismuth comes up. And if that's so, then it's possible that Amethyst got into another scrap. I don't know. And I think... I don't think the white looks good on her as a permanent thing, so it's probably just a temporary change for the episode, or maybe even for that part of the episode. I don't I don't think it's likely that she's going to have a permanent change on her shirt color. But that's really all I wanted to say about the about the previews. You know, the Cartoon Network definitely chose uh Chose some stuff to get us excited about it. A nice song and dance number. And, of course, just teasing us with, who is this gem? Why? I mean, we, we know where her gem was kept, or we think. But we don't know why. And the why is going to drive people like me, and I think a lot of people like you too, wild. So, they know, they know what interests us. And then, of course, we're getting all the wonderful hints of things to come in the commercial. So... I think it's going to be great. I I really would have preferred if Cartoon Network had gone with a weekly format, because again, this is 21 episodes we're getting in the span of a month. Six episodes next week, and then five episodes a week for the next three. That is wild. I mean, I not my, not my first choice. Not my first choice. Again, I'd rather just... 20 weeks solid of Steven Universe getting a new episode every week, but maybe, maybe they're figuring, well, if one bomb was good, and yeah, maybe, maybe doing four bombs at once, who knows? I guess we'll see from the ratings. Oh boy, that's, the ratings section is really gonna pile up, isn't it? But, uh, that's okay. We can always hope that the, the ratings will be good, especially on Thursdays when Cartoon Network's premieres stack up. Of course, they're also going to have a Teen Titans Go special. I don't know if that's going to be five episodes for, or five episodes over the course of a month or course of a week. We'll see. Nothing wrong with a little bit of friendly competition if it's going to be five episodes over the course of a week. But uh, next week, I don't know what we'll talk about. I'm thinking maybe... Maybe we'll talk about the episode titles, because hopefully by next week, you know, the the episode will go out right when the Summer Adventures event is starting, and hopefully we'll have two weeks of episode titles known and on their premiere date, so we'll know the order that they're airing in, and uh, maybe we'll be able to make some predictions. Who knows? Who knows? Again, Ronaldo's the prophet, but that doesn't mean we can't at least try to emulate our hero or... Well, he's not Sophia's hero, but he's mine. Ronaldo is an inspiration. But we'll see, we'll see what happens next week. I, definitely, we're going to get some new Steven Universe next week, but we'll see what happens on the podcast. Until then, I'm GC13. I'll see you guys later. Our opening and closing music is by James Roach. For more Steven Universe fan-related content, please visit LunarCSpire.com. Thank you for listening.